The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we have just come off another award-winning, outstanding Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water. Last week, Buffalo Riverworks sold-out crowd launching the Rocky Patel 55. As you can tell, my voice has still not recovered because we went from early morning till late in the evening, not as late as Nish. Nimish and Hamlet of Rocky Patel Cigars. But we are coming to you today from the classified location, the Gary O'Brien's Pub, the outdoor veranda at the Gary O'Brien's Pub. It has been a magnificent weekend, and even though you're listening to this one week post the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, you are listening to it on Saturday, August 20th. We're actually recording it Sunday, August 14th, day after the Big Pleasure Fest, and we welcome you front and center. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, America's Alpha Male front and center, and long live the Alpha Male. We are at uh, Command Center Alpha, our Ford Theater of Operations here in the western New York uh, area. Classified location, Gary O'Brien's pub. The, I think Gary, uh, Lieutenant Gary would tell you that it is the most exclusive pub not only in Western New York, but probably in the North American Theater of Operations. But we have our entire crew with us. First and foremost, let's go around the table here. We have to my left, from the European Theater of Operations, Colonel Mick the Brit. General, long ashes and happy hangover. I had no hangover, Mick, but I understand you did after two nights with Nish uh, Patel, Nimish Desai, and Hamlet Paredes of Rocky Patel. Indeed. Those boys can partay as well as they can make and construct cigars. Yeah, you look a little uh, little winded today, Mick. I feel it, actually. Really? And, and listen, you are, you are a functioning alcoholic, so it's surprising that any alcohol... You know, would even take have this effect on you. Well, look, after <laughs> after having to swim the Atlantic, the pond with the the torch, and then go into a wrestling ring in, in the same day, I mean, that was that was something else. Well, and I'm kidding you, of course, being a functional alcoholic, because it's not it's not that difficult to function when you have an IV of Guinness hooked up to your left arm and the uh, the, the gin on the right arm, 24/7. No, it's not easy, but you know, we have our crosses to bear, shall we say? There you go. And joining us from the Cigar City area, we have voice talent Ed. Yes, indeed. I keep kicking this bucket under the table, and I just realized it's the bucket containing uh, mixed liver. So we'll uh, <laughs> just <clears throat> kind we of always, move over there. We right? have a spare one ready to go at uh, any Yes, time. I mean, we keep one in, on ice. And from the pooch pit, <laughs> a very warm pooch pit yesterday, I, I should say that uh, you're listening to this on Saturday, August 20th. We're recording it, as I mentioned, on August 14th. But 
It was incredibly hot. Warmest ever Pleasure Fest on the water in the Buffalo Theater of Operations. It was 92 degrees during the show, and there was no breeze. It was pretty tough. And uh, it was only a touch warmer at the grill, General. I don't know if you'd know that because you're way up there where there was a little bit of a breeze. But down in the pit, uh, the Portuguese princess and Butcher Dave and I were uh, firing the heat. But, of course, that's a minor sacrifice to have for the show. And, Mick, by the way, your liver is going to taste great. I've got it out, and I'm sauteing it with a little <laughs> bit of onions. It's nice. A little Chianti. Yes. And fava beans. And fava beans. Yes. And so. Colonel Lange, we just enjoyed a fantastic, uh, just a, a fantastic, uh, delightful meal. And Grandma Ida's pastrami, outstanding. The best. What, did, what did Cigar Sister Lynn suggest? A little bit more garlic. That was it. Yeah, she was the one. Uh, we put it together, and uh, we thought it tasted good. And Lynn said, you know, it needs just a little bit more garlic. So we put the garlic in, and I'm happy with it, and I guess the Outstanding. gang is happy. Thank just you. the right touch, too, because yeah. too much kills it. Yeah. Too little, know, it's just the right. Yeah. And the garlic goes in during the brine process, General, right? When we make it, when we're taking a brisket and turning it into corned beef, that's where the garlic goes, folks. We can't give you the recipe because I... Uh, Dave burned it right before he had it tattooed to my backside. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us also, Captain Paul. Another outstanding job yesterday, Captain Paul. Well, thanks, General. Uh, it's day four of uh, the Alpha Pleasure Fest here in Buffalo. The weekend, yep. And um, <clears throat> well, we just got done with a great meal here at Gary O'Brien's. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, about Gary O'Brien's Pub and what a fantastic place it is. Now, if you go to websites to look for the best man caves in the world there's like some listed and the reason gary's isn't listed number one or two is because he won't let anybody know it's here you know yes. <laughs> well and we actually had some people try to google it that emailed me saying i tried to google it where is it and Can't I said, find it's clandestine it, it. Yeah, is exactly. it is on a need to know basis and uh speaking of lieutenant gary we have lieutenant gary uh, joining us as well. Lieutenant Gary, thank you. First of all, i got to thank you because you were one of the in charge of our forward logistical operations. You were the one that uh, got us with the Buffalo Riverworks crew initially and then also got the Cheerios, the General Mills angle, as well as our coffee and just uh, Yeoman's job as always. So many thanks. Wait, 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 wait. you got to have a microphone, Captain. General, don't forget Buffalo proper. I'm not done. And I'm don't not forget, done yet. And don't forget your Lucky Charms. <laughs> lucky not, Charms? Uh, <laughs> Frosted Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Actually, Mick, they're looking for a little leprechaun, but I think you're a little too short. <laughs> so, so uh, Lieutenant Gary, outstanding job. We'll get to Buffalo proper in just a little bit. We, we've got that saved because we've got a special libation. General, it's always an honor and pleasure to have uh, the crew here uh, Sunday after the show. It's, it's one of my favorite shows to get us all together. Kind of reminisce, Thank laugh, you. you know, talk about uh, what what partake during the show. Uh, we always have a great time, and uh, like I said, this is this is definitely one of my favorite. Just getting us together, uh, it's all that this is what it's all about. Well, know? this is what alpha the alpha male lifestyle is all about because this happens. This takes place coast to coast around the world, uh, not only here in the United States but the rest of the globe where alphas get together. We enjoy fine cigars. We enjoy fine delicacies, libations, a lot of laughs, but most importantly, fine camaraderie. And that's what it's all about. And that's what the Cigar Dave Show is all about, just enjoying ourselves and not being afraid in any way, shape, or form to celebrate working hard and uh, the fruits of working hard. And we also have, speaking of our other host hostess, we have Mrs. Harem of One Gina. Yeah, careful there, General. I take offense if, you, if I'm a woman and you call me a host and not a hostess. Oh, yes, I know, because you're so politically correct. I'm so politically <laughs> correct, General. Yes, exactly. Yes, um, it was just a fantastic show yesterday. The venue was amazing. 
Um, and it's great to have everybody here and everybody in town and, and to see everybody and visit with everybody. We just talked about how this happens across the United States, across the globe. And I always tell people, you know, they say, well, what cigar should I get? What libation should I get? What food? And my answer to them is that's really not as important as just the camaraderie and getting people together and having a lot of laughs. The brand of the cigar doesn't necessarily matter. Whether you have a ribeye tomahawk or you have a, a sirloin or New York strip makes really no difference. However, if you're going to talk about putting tofurkey on the grill, that's a big problem. <laughs> but aside from that, that's really the, the secondary uh, nature, secondary items. And also, we've got, we call them Cagney and Lacey. We've got a new member of the crew. First of all, we have Puff Muffin Lori. Puff Muffin Lori, again, refresh for everybody's memory what your number one task and mission in life is. There's so many, but the top two are to make sure your life is nothing but stress-free. That's good. The second is, your command is my wish. Exactly. And this weekend is almost over. <laughs> but the thought should never be far from you that what can I do? How can I do myself to, yes, to pleasure the general and tend to his every need? <laughs> By the way, if you would have had a couple of spray uh, bottles of Evian spray water for me yesterday when it was so brutally hot, I would have appreciated so, that. So you kind of slacked off a little bit. But, yeah. again, overall... You, you did an excellent job. I'd have to give you a C minus. <laughs> no. Shooting for that C. No, no. Actually, I'd have to give you an A minus. If you had the Evian, that would have recatapulted two grades to an A plus. Silly, silly me. Exactly. And uh, we also have uh, the second part of the Cagney and Lacey team. We have uh, Wendy, who we refer to as Lacey. And we're going to get into a little bit later an interesting conversation that took place last night post-Pleasure Fest. But, Wendy, you did another outstanding job. You were in charge of uh, 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 making sure that those ashtrays that were sold, uh, you took care of that. You took care of the tomahawk chops and all the other stuff that uh, Butcher Dave was selling. So nice work. Not Thank bad, you. considering you were really an Alpha Pleasure Fest virgin until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's the gee. Last night, you were you were a hell of a lot more vociferous than that. Got to tell well, you, put a microphone in front of you and I, things I'm, change. It's it's your show, so I don't want to embarrass you. Or no, no, there's <laughs> trust me. I, yeah, oh no, no, no. I, I there was I, no embarrassing <laughs> last night because I want to refresh your memory. What you said at the yeah. end, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But and you're right I three times. I, I just I'm gonna send you a picture. I, it, Dave took a picture with me. He wanted it to be a. Uh, no, 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 uh, you, no, no. Uh, you we wanted it to be a, no, a no, save no. the date. And no, I said, no, 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 no. You took the selfie. You I, took the selfie. I told let's, him. Let's, let's go factually correct here. Now, come on. I let's, told him last night facts. also that yeah. he couldn't be one of my future ex-husbands, but that's the closest he could ever get, maybe, as a future ex. Did I look crushed? Um, yeah. Not we talked really. about a prenup. Oh, no, no, no. What I said we, is, we I said prenup to agreement. What's mine is mine. What's yours is mine. That's I how. Didn't it, sign that. That's I where. Exactly. I don't see a boot. But I don't see a boot heel on your face there. That's right. I mean, that's no, exactly right. And we're going to get into a little <laughs> alpha male discussion regarding women. And we've also got Butcher Dave. Last but not. Oh wait, we also got Portuguese Princess. What am I thinking about? We got. But no, Butcher Dave, you're right there. So go ahead. Nice Hello, job, on the Tomahawks. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. It went really well. Uh, after last year, people requesting the tomahawk, we brought them down, sold them at the show. Uh, all those lucky people out there, hopefully they're grilling them today while they're listening to the show. And uh, 
the smell over charcoal, though. We make sure you grill them over charcoal. That's the best. Absolutely. And I think we sold about 80 pounds of those tomahawks. Yeah, it was like fantastic. Was Everybody was loving it. And it was yep. a great time. I appreciate it. And it's yep. always great to be here with Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harriman of one. And, we've got and you walked away with two gold medals yesterday. Uh, that That's is right. true. I'm still a little sore from the tomahawk lift. <laughs> the tomahawk chop well, lift. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but, uh, I'm all right. And next year, you got to get one of those belts that the weightlifters you know, put around them and make sure that nothing bad happens when you hoist that 10 pounds worth of tomahawk chop. Uh, I was 23. Was it 23 pounds? 23, yeah. Oh, 23 pounds. Yeah. That's right, because wait a minute, we had what, 10 That's of why them? I couldn't walk this morning. 23 pounds. And he's not on yeah. our insurance, is he? There you go, no. exactly. And we've got the Portuguese princess who also had a spirited discussion with me last night, and we are going to get into that later. As soon as it was taking place, you know what the first thing I thought was? Show material. Show material. So, Portuguese princess. You're welcome. Yes, thank you so much. I mean, I couldn't have scripted it any better. It is beautiful. Yes, there's a nice picture that that uh, that Wendy is showing. Exactly. All right, so, uh, Portuguese, we've got the whole crew. We've got uh, everybody that we just said hello to. We've got special guests here as well. We're having a magnificent time now. When we come back, we're going to tell you about some new barbecuing standard operating procedures because we have had some very, very large issues that have taken place that have concerned me greatly. I've attended several barbecues, and what I witnessed was not up to Alpha Male and Cigar Dave standards. So we will get to that. We'll continue our conversation. We are one week post-week the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. Many thanks to everybody that uh, that that attended to all of our great uh, sponsors from Rocky Patel, from the Tinderbox, from Seneca Poker, uh, from Atwal Eye. We had uh, Jack Daniels. We had Hamburg Brewing. Just a fantastic job to everyone. We will continue from the Gary O'Brien's Pub in a classified destination, Western New York Theater of Operations next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Rocky Patel Hamlet Tabacero. These sticks were developed and blended by the Cuban master of tobacco, Hamlet Paredes. Tabacero features a robust San Andreas wrapper with filler from Nicaragua and binders from Brazil and Mexico. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. 
Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, on last week's show, we informed you of the passing of Carlos Fuente Sr. of Arturo Fuente Cigars. And we mentioned it, but we did not have a chance to light up a cigar in his memory, an Arturo Fuente cigar in his memory. So we have just pulled out Arturo Fuente, Carlos A. Fuente Personal Reserves. A beautiful cigar. It is a five and a quarter by 50 cigar, five and a quarter inches in length with a 50 ring gauge or 50 64ths of an inch. And this is one of the blends that Carlos Fuente himself personally enjoyed. And in fact, I told a story last week that Carlos Fuente one time gave me, we were out to lunch and he gives me a few cigars. And I said, oh, I love the Don Carlos. And he looked at me and said, this isn't just any Don Carlos. This is a very special Don Carlos. This is my personal blend. This is not the blend that is sold in stores. So I said, great, I will try it. And I appreciate it. I smoked it. It was phenomenal, off the charts. As good as the Don Carlos cigar is, this one was even better. So when I called him to thank him, he said, no problem. I told Rich Dolak, who works with uh, Arturo Fuente and J.C. Newman Cigar to give you a couple of bundles because he wouldn't box them. They would just be in cellophane bundles of 20 cigars or 10 cigars. He said, I'm going to give you a couple of bundles every month to make sure you're you're properly taken care of. And I uh, thanked him profusely. He was a real gentleman, a uh, just a, a normal, 
you'd never realize that uh, the man was overseeing one of the largest cigar manufacturers uh, in the cigar industry. But this Don Carlos Personal Reserve, five and a quarter inches in length, 50 ring gauge, suggested retail is $13 per cigar. Comes in a magnificent box, black box of 20. And again, this is this came out for uh, Carlos Fuente's 75th and 76th birthday. He passed away at the age of 81 two weeks ago yesterday. So we will enjoy this cigar and every puff we will enjoy in his honor. And I learned one thing that I didn't realize, never knew, and I knew, I've known Carlos Fuente for 21 years. He contracted polio at the age of 11. He was told he would never walk again. It took him a few years, but uh, he regained full walking abilities. And I used to walk with him in airports, transferring flights. Never once in a million years would I ever known that he contracted polio. So Carlos Fuente, a gentleman, a giant in the world of cigars, just a wonderful, a wonderful person to be around. Rest in peace. We will certainly miss you. But we will memorialize you today with the Arturo Fuente, Carlos Fuente Personal Reserve. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I've got in my hand that Lieutenant Gary has so capably given to me a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. That's what I will use today on this Arturo Fuente, Carlos Fuente personal reserve. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, the one thing that Lieutenant Gary has at the GOP, the Gary O'Brien's pub, is this thing looks like a welding torch, and it's got uh, about three giant flames. Put this on the back of your car, you'll be doing about 500 miles per hour before you know it. And that's exactly what I will use today. Nice butane, big tank, and I will. Uh, this will do a magnificent job. Although there's no wind today, because we're doing it outside at the veranda of the Gary O'Brien's Pub, this will not affect, and even if there was wind, wouldn't have an issue whatsoever, because again, this torch, gigantic, you can listen to that. Beautiful. Only way to light a cigar. Forget those little matches. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I will toast the foot of this cigar. And as I do that, let us bring in, where do we have Lieutenant Gary? Because there is a libation as I puff and rotate this cigar. What libation do we have today, Lieutenant Gary? Go ahead, Lieutenant Gary. The gentleman... The Gentlemanly General. Gentlemanly General. Sorry about that. That had to, had to get the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Round table here, so we're sharing the mic. Crow, tell me about this Gentlemanly General, because we're at Buffalo proper. We got only, tell you what, let's hold that. Hold that thought, because I don't want to run out of time. We're at Buffalo proper, a magnificent restaurant in downtown Buffalo. And Ben, one of the proprietors, hosted us a beautiful evening, and he created a special libation in my honor, the Gentlemanly General with Gentleman Jack and a few other ingredients. So we come back, we'll tell you about that, and we will tell you about the new barbecue standard operating procedures that I'm implementing on a DEFCON 1 state of readiness when we return. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? 
They want me to vote on what my favorite cigars. It's tough, but I'm gonna go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar. But the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I gotta tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. bourbon and beer commence thirst quenching libationary maneuvers last week for the cigar day Alpha pleasure fest on the water in downtown buffalo we always start our weekend usually on thursday evening the entire crew gets together and we went to a very hip and happening restaurant in downtown buffalo called buffalo proper very unique restaurant in an old house two floors the bars on the bottom floor restaurant on the top floor and they're known for their pre-prohibition style cocktails. The ice block, very unique way. They've got a great mixologist there. And Ben, one of the owners, was kind enough to invite us all. And as soon as we walked in, there were some incredible libations waiting for us, some wonderful appetizers and hors d'oeuvres. And Lieutenant Gary, he created a special libationary concoction called the Gentlemanly General after me. Yes, uh, we asked them to come up with a unique drink that would pair nicely with a cigar. Obviously, they were up to the challenge as uh, Buffalo Proper was uh, voted top 10 uh, cocktail bars in the whole United States. And, uh, yeah, he whipped up this, uh, this cocktail for us. We're sworn to secrecy what the ingredients were, but uh, we will enjoy, uh, enjoy this drink. Uh, my understanding is we know there's Gentleman Jack. Yes. And Campari is part of the ingredients. Correct. Uh, but we don't know what the other ingredients no, are. No, we do not. So how the hell am I going to make this <laughs> in my lounge if I don't know what the well, other ingredients I, are? I got them, Joe. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's on Angie's ass next to the recipe you for Grandma Ida's pastrami. <laughs> yeah. Drop truck for uh, uh, no, check that, please? All I got to do is turn the other cheek. <laughs> got plenty of room on that you ass, don't you? I know what it is. And for all my Italian friends out there, it looks a lot like a Negroni. On a grody. Okay. <laughs> For all you Italians. All right, so I'm going to take a sip of this. It's got a little orange hue to it, and there's mm -hmm. an orange in here. I like orange. Let me take a sip. Mm. Mm. Cool, refreshing. A um, little bit of the Gentleman Jack I can get, but not overpowering. Let me take one more sip. You can definitely tell that Campari, but there's one or two other ingredients in there that are changing it up a little bit. But very nice, not overly sweet, not overly bitter. 
Actually, this is a wonderful companion, this gentlemanly general to this Arturo Fuente, Carlos Fuente personal reserve. So outstanding. And Ben did a magnificent job. Unfortunately, he was so busy, he couldn't join us last week at the Alpha Pleasure Fest. Well, they're, they're celebrating their second year anniversary. So he, he sends his apologies. Obviously, uh, you know, they had to partake in that. Uh, they were booked uh, Saturday and Sunday night. He was there from uh, uh, from open till 4 o'clock in the morning uh, Saturday. And, you know, unfortunately, he could not uh, make the show. But... Uh, he was nice enough to uh, send this cocktail uh, you know, to us to enjoy today. And for those of you that live in the Western New York uh, Theater of Operations listening to us on News Radio 930 WBEN, head over there. They're on Franklin Street and Tupper, downtown Buffalo. Correct. Very easy to get to, right on the corner. Parking is easy. Make a reservation, though. It's yes. not a huge place. But I'm going to tell you, they're one of the only restaurants I've ever seen that does a magnificent tomahawk chop, in addition mm -hmm. to their other menu. And everything is is uh, acquired and purveyed from local farms and other local sources. So a very nice place. And when you see Ben, you tell him the general sent you. And, and, and cigar and, and, and cigar friendly. And cigar friendly. That's they have an upstairs correct. patio. That's exactly right. Yeah. We sat outside for a number of hours, enjoyed some great cigars overlooking Franklin Street and downtown Buffalo. So Buffalo proper did a magnificent job, and many thanks to them. Now, I attended over the last three, four weeks some barbecues, and what I witnessed was extremely disconcerting to me. And so, therefore, after seeing, I saw the, the, the beginnings of wussified beta males just being led around like, like they were on a little dog leash, and I did not like what I was seeing. So therefore, I have just created a new barbecue standard operating procedure, effective as of last Saturday, uh, August 13, 2016. We have posted this at CigarDave.com, and you can print this out, and you should have this with you wherever you go. And I will read this and share this with you. It has come to my attention that certain customary and vital barbecue practices have experienced significant deviation and erosion. Therefore, I hereby issue this new directive to all alpha males on the proper etiquette of this sublime outdoor cooking activity. When a man volunteers to handle the barbecuing, the following chain of events are immediately execute and put in motion. One, the woman buys the food. Two, the woman makes the salad, prepares the vegetables, and makes dessert. Three, the woman, and I'm looking around, and I can see my, I can see Cigar Mother and Cigar Aunt Trudy already, and, and, and Mrs. Colonel Angerita already giving me the thumbs down. You know what the great thing about this? This is my show, and I run it. <laughs> Saw more than just thumbs there, Dave. Let me continue. Three, the woman prepares the meat for cooking places it on a tray along with all the necessary cooking utensils and sauces and takes it to the man who is lounging beside the grill, cigar and beer in hand. And my cigar and Trudy just started bowing down, and that's exact. You've got the right idea, cigar and Trudy. Number four, the woman remains outside the compulsory 10-foot exclusion zone where the exuberant... <laughs> 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 I mean... <laughs> I may not be able to get through this. <laughs> you wrote it. I did. It's so damn good, I can't get through it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cigar I'm mom is, is closing in. That's the first time I've heard Dave Colts here. You may never get out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing, look, I'm seeing Cigar Mother, Mrs. Harem of one. We've got we've got Cigar and Trudy. They come in like little lions, like they're ready to <laughs> encroach the, the den. 
claws are out. <laughs> this is the wait, I, you know what? I need. I, I actually need to take a picture of this, and I've got to tweet <laughs> this out because wait a minute, you can see them. They're all encroaching here, and so wait. Let's let's get a shot here. Just keep there. all sharp instruments away from them, please. They're, exactly. All right, let me continue here. I will get through this. I promise. <laughs> all right. Number four, the woman remains outside the compulsory 10-foot exclusion zone where the exuberance of testosterone and other alpha male bonding maneuvers may take place without the interference of the woman. Now, here's the critical part of the standard operating procedure. Five, the man places the meat on the grill. Six, the woman goes inside to organize the plates and cutlery. Seven, the woman comes out and tells the man that the meat looks great. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> That's not the punchline. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the barbecue, yeah. the, the man thanks the woman and asks her to bring out another beer while he flips the meat. <laughs> while he flips the what? The, the meat. meat. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, more critical elements of the standard operating procedure. If Sergeant Steve wouldn't be cracking up here, I'd be able to get through this. <laughs> He's the quietest one here. (laughs) Damn, I love my own eloquence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in tears. I'm in such hysterics here. All right, more critical elements of the standard operating procedure. I can't even do it. (laughs) Colonel Ed, you're killing me here. Try to get through this. I think the the meat will be cooked by the time he gets to the end of this. All right, more critical elements. Number eight, the man takes the meat off the grill and hands it to the woman. Number nine, the woman prepares the plates, salad, bread, utensils, napkins, sauces, condiments, and brings them to the table. Ten, after eating the delicious meat, the woman clears the table and does the dishes. Now, most critical of all, the last two items. Eleven, everyone praises the man and graciously thanks him for his outstanding barbecuing prowess. Twelve, the man asks the woman how he enjoyed her night off, and upon seeing her annoyed reaction, concludes that there's just no pleasing some women. (laughs) (laughs) So, the new barbecue standard operating procedures are now officially in effect. Uh We have this posted at CigarDave.com. I'm riding home with you, Dave. <laughs> oh, oh, cigar, cigar mother, mother wants to chime in. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, just remember, I'm the alpha mother. <laughs> do you do you know we're in the 21st century now? <laughs> Things have changed drastically, right? Uh, I, I'm not aware of that. I did not get that memo. Let me see if there's a standard operating procedure on that. I did not realize it. Listen, as my good friend. And mentor and cigar mother mom, you know, remember Charlie Ekman? Charlie Ekman was the only man in history to both coach in an NBA championship series and referee in an NBA championship series. And when I was out of college living in Baltimore, he took me under his wing, and I will never forget this, two things. He said, kid, I want you to remember this. The front porch to the back porch is hers. The rest of the world is yours. <laughs> that was the first thing. And then he invited me one afternoon for lunch about, I don't know, 3, 4 o'clock. And his wife's name was Wilma. Called her Wilma Bell. And uh, he always told the joke. He met, met her on a Tuesday, married her on Saturday. That is a true story. And he said, so after lunch was served, I went to go help to take a few things back to the kitchen. And he said, kid, what the hell are you doing? 
sit down. Wilma Bell will take care of that. That's her job. And he taught me well. So there we go. So I hope you enjoy the new standard operating procedures. And, again, I, I love the – again, here we've got more more, more of the women are starting to come and try to encroach into our – there's a 10-foot exclusion. Wait, wait, uh, Cigar and Trudy, give, give her a microphone. David, now how long have you been a bachelor? Uh, my entire life. And that's why I'm so happy and have all my assets. No, no, Aunt Trudy, you got to hold the microphone. Oh, sorry. There you go. Did not everyone hear me? No, no, you got to hold it close. There you go. Okay, I just said to you, how long have you been a bachelor? my entire 52 years existence. Well, I and think it's time for you to put in a new protocol. What's but that? I think that you should be do devoted to the opposite sex. No, they devote themselves to me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's another memo on that. Wait a minute, Puff Puff and Lori, please explain to Aunt Trudy it, your job position again, what it's all about. It, it might have been worked <laughs> in our day and age, but it's sure not going to work as, uh, they as can't. your mommy said in the 21st century. So uh, you know what? There's something special about being back in the 18th century. Those were the good old days. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to share that with you. And any comments around the room? I, I noticed the ones that have their wives here aren't saying a word. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Dave, I can chip in Mick, here. go ahead. It's formerly being married, but not anymore, thanks to some advice uh, here and there. Uh, I can honestly say those should be the 12 commandments of barbecuing. I, that's that's outstanding. Colonel Ange, anything you'd like to add? Uh, you know what, General? I would like to uh, uh, put on the record that... Uh, is she listening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's actually standing up and looking out to see if she's She's in sad. a soundproof booth. Wait, listen, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. That's just kind of how it works. Well, but Colonel Ange, there's something we should say because Mrs. Colonel Ange Rita yes. is, an, is a culinary expert. Would you want to wear the Culinary Institute of what, what was it America that you went to? I'm trying yeah, to remember what it was. Oh, my poor Brett. Now, now, listen, she's absolutely, you, I know you all love her, and you, you know her, and you all love her, right? But she yes. is culinarily challenged, which is how we uh, learn to barbecue at our house. Well, what's interesting, when Colonel Ange comes down to the, uh, down to the uh, Cigar City of Tampa and the Pleasure Palace, I say, Colonel Ange, you know, uh, Rita and G, Private G, are, are going to be by themselves for five days. Who's going to feed them? And he said, no problem. I got it covered. I cook for them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's already in the refrigerator and in the freezer. They will survive. And right on top of the stove is the uh, takeout number for about seven different restaurants. It's a yes. beautiful thing. You can never go wrong with Bob and John's right hey, at the right. top. There you go. You can never go wrong. Well, when G's, Private G started getting chicken wings for breakfast, that was a little dicey. <laughs> well, you know, but Sounds they're like not. House. But General, if you cut them up and put them with the Cheerios, right, honey? They, exactly right. They, they and, and you know good. what? I find that using blue cheese dressing instead of toothpaste gives your mouth a wonderful <laughs> taste oh, no. throughout the course of the day. <laughs> Which is how Giovanni starts his day. God bless that. There you boy. go. All right, lieutenants, we will continue. We're coming to you front and center from the very exclusive Gary O'Brien's Pub. One week post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water maneuvers. We will continue around the corner. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Alpha male safety and sanity. The general has turned on the no nagging sign. Naggy dames may now exit the man cave. Well, I've noticed that Cigar Mother, Cigar Aunt Trudy, Mrs. Colonel Angerita, and some of the other ladies here have gone back into their den. They have, they have, they have, their fangs have gone back in. They have now simmered down after we conducted our special barbecue standard operating procedures that, again, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, that's the first time I've ever really lost it like that on the show, just cracking up. I, again, I marvel at my own damn eloquence. It just sometimes, it overwhelms me. General, General, I don't see what the whole issue is. Did Cindy help you write that? Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Captain Paul? Yeah, could, that, that's exactly the way it is around the Belize. Exactly, household. right, Mrs. Captain Paul? <laughs> she's, yeah, you know what, you're right, because she's nodding up and down. See, that's exactly right. No, she's jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, from the Journal of Gerontology, Researchers have found that couples who drank were happier in their marriages. Well, there you go. So, Mick, <laughs> theoretically, you should be so happy. You, sh you, If you get married again, you should live probably about 6,000 years in married bliss. Amen. That's exactly right. If couples reported drinking even one drink a year were more likely to say their partner doesn't let them down, which I thought was very, very interesting. So... The moral of the story is, and we have no problem here, have the libations ample and ready to go. They, they don't let them down. I would have to say how far. 
that's probably a yeah. good, good point as well. Yes. A good point. Now, Colonel Ange, I do, want to, you'll get it. I do want to talk to you because we were talking about grilling and culinary expertise. Yes, sir. And we are now getting, it's hard to believe, but summer is almost upon us. It's, it's almost ending. Yep. But we're getting into tailgating season. Ready to go. So give us some tips. Tailgating, we are getting close to the start of football. We are, let's see, the 26th, I believe, August 26th, is the first college football game. Mm-hmm. And then the week after Labor Day is the first National Football League game. But we, it's never too early to get into tailgate mode, going from summer barbecuing mode to tailgating mode. In general, for me, uh, the, the trick to uh, tailgating is uh, make ahead. I mean, you, there's so much work you can do ahead. And, uh, Lieutenants, I know that you all love chicken wings out there. My uh, procedure to do that is to uh, brine them and get them out of the brine, rinse them off, and hit them with some rub. Put them in the fridge for uh, uh, at least three or four hours so that rub really gets into the skin. Uh, don't cover them when you do that. Put it on a rack in a pan. Put it in the fridge. And then take the wings before you leave the house. And you can do this the night before, Lieutenant. You can take those wings. You put them in a 350-degree oven. Let them go for about 10 to 15 minutes. Generally, these things are almost done. So then you take your sauces. If you're going to use the uh, uh, wing sauce, the uh, famous buffalo wing sauce or whatever. I mean, there are people into teriyaki and, uh, I don't know, and a gentleman jack uh, Negroni. You can make your marinades, your sauces. Take those with you. Plastic bags. The wings go into plastic bags. You take the wings out. You grill them. Then you take the plastic bag with your sauce, throw them in there, shake them up, and drop them in a pan or a plate and serve them. So make ahead wings. That works all the time, General. That's number one. The biggest thing that the biggest problem you have at tailgates are guys that are going to grill with charcoal and don't know what they're going to do with their charcoal after they're done. Uh, make sure you got a way to put that stuff away. It really makes a cool explosion in a parking lot if you stick it underneath <laughs> your pickup truck. I mean, honestly, if you're in it for the show, take it, take the grill, put it under your pickup truck, and watch that sucker blow. Well, the Bills fans don't do that. That's just the Patriots fans. Uh, that's that the Patriots that. fans. That's right. Uh, so make ahead is good, and uh, you know what? I gotta I gotta go back to the uh, last uh, segment that you did, General. Uh, you're in charge of the grill. Bring your sausages. Uh, bring sausage. Bring wings. Bring things that can cook quick on a grill and get them done. And what are the dames there for? Desserts and sides. That's their job. It's desserts and sides. Have the dames make the desserts and sides. Put them in a pan and take them with you. Your job is to grill. Your job is to be the alpha male on location. And also to take credit for the wonderful desserts and the sides that they make. <laughs> Listen, you take credit for marrying someone that could do it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's my point. But that, it, make ahead is always something. What you don't want to do is spend your tailgate. Uh, waiting for the food. You want to eat and get into the game. And uh, one more tip, General, I can give you. One of the one of the things that I found out over the years is uh, try. You know, if you get in the parking lot and you can't get out of the lot, you know what that's like. You've been to many Bills games where that line is long. What I always do and what I recommend for tailgating is to make a make-ahead sandwich. My personal favorite is a muffaletta. You make that sandwich. You wrap it up. Everybody sits and eats, and Wendy's nodding her head. You see this? You make that sandwich. So when everybody gets back and they're trying to get out of that parking lot, what you're doing is you cut up that muffletta, right, Wendy? It's so good. And you have a sandwich and wait for them to get out of the way. It's a beautiful thing. You drive home safe and, uh, and a lot faster. Grandma's pastrami and muffaletta. You're good to go. Uh, you know what, uh, David? Uh, that makes a great sandwich. We uh, make those for uh, post games, and we make those also for uh, the fishing trips. Guys love that in fishing. But guys, 
Uh, we've got that stuff. I'm sure Sergeant Steve can find that for you and put it back up. If you want to do tailgating 101, Captain Paul and I did a show a couple of years back where we did a whole tailgating 101. We can probably post that up for you on Cigar Dave's website. Captain Paul, you made a shrimp dish, a, a butterfly shrimp. Oh, did Mrs. Captain Paul do it? Uh, yeah, actually, actually. Oh, Mrs. Captain Paul did it, but Captain Paul, we go back to our operating procedure. You take all the credit. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. You know, General, that that's something that Cindy invented uh, about a year ago. And, uh, you know, she takes, uh, she, she buys these frozen butterfly shrimp, large, the jumbo butterfly shrimp with the shell on. And then she makes up a concoction of uh, cheese and breadcrumbs and butter. So it's almost like a paste. Those are a few other goodies in there. And then um, we, we have a basting, uh, basting sauce, the same thing. It's, uh, you know, it's butter and vermouth. Put a little bit of lemon in there. And um, you, uh, you grill them first with the shells down, baste them, and then you, you flip them over. Because it's pasty, the breadcrumbs won't come out. They grill to a toasty brown. You take those off, and they're absolutely delicious. We will post pictures and the recipe at CigarDave.com. Lieutenant's Hour number 1, uh, this edition of the Cigar Dave Show from the Veranda. Classified location, Western New York Theater of Operations, Gary O'Brien's Pub. In the Annals of History, we have much more coming your way, including a spirited discussion on the Alpha Male next, right around the corner. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General. Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Thoroughly enjoying my Arturo Fuente, Carlos Fuente personal reserve in the memory of Carlos Fuente. I have my gentlemanly general libation that Ben from Buffalo proper concocted for, created for me. Lieutenant Gary concocted for me. It is outstanding. Little gentleman Jack with some Campari and some secret ingredients. And we are outside on a wonderful, gorgeous late summer day on the veranda at the Gary O'Brien's Pub, a classified and clandestine location in the Western New York Theater of Operations with our entire crew. And we had a magnificent hour. As those of you that are just joining us, you will want to listen to our number one in the archives because we enacted new barbecue standard operating procedures that I know you will find not only amusing, entertaining, but very practical as well as we continue our number two today of the Cigar Dave Show. And we welcome you back, and joining us as always, we have Mick the Brit, Voice Talon Ed, Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, we've got Butcher Dave, we've got Portuguese Princess Colleen, we have got Lieutenant Gary, Sergeant Steve, and uh, I think, uh, oh yes, Mrs. Harem of One, where did she go? Mrs. Harem of One, uh, that's right, Mrs. Harem of One, Gina, and we've got Puff Muffin Lori, and we have a new member 
We haven't decided if she's a person or a, per, a permanent member to the cast here, but Wendy, <laughs> who did an ample job for an outstanding job yesterday, really assisting us, uh, or last week, I should say, at the Alpha Pleasure Fest. But this brings us to a very interesting conversation. Now, last night, we all get together after the Pleasure Fest. We all normally get out of the venue probably by about 4, 4.30. We go back, we re rest, we kind of... Uh, you know, kind of just simmer down a little bit, a lot of energy. We cool down. It was very warm, shower, and then we always meet up for a post-Pleasure Fest dinner and libation. Uh, normally we'll do it at, sometimes done at Captain Paul's house. Last night we did it at a very cool cigar-friendly establishment in uh, the Buffalo area. And while we were at the bar, as many things happen at the bar, spirited and interesting conversations occurred. Now, I had on one side, I had Puff Muffin Lori. To my right side, I had Wendy, and then we had voice talent Ed, who was kind of caught in the middle in the crossfire yeah, of all I, this I, going on. Ed, knack for getting there. Voice talent Ed, <laughs> I've never seen you that quiet since I have known you. You know, you got to let the air out of the bottle of champagne, and then uh, you just let it uh, go. You just let that thing go, and then you just have the cocktails. Let the fizz go. Just uh, have the toast and be done with it. And on the far end, we had Portuguese Princess Colleen. Now, to say that we had two (laughs) ladies. Now, Puff Muff and Lori was very mellow, not a problem. But when it came to Wendy and Portuguese Princess Colleen, they had a little bit of an attitude, a little tood, as Cigar Sister would say. Do you remember the the commercial? And I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. It was Robert something that had a battery it on was his Robert, shoulder. Robert uh, Conrad. Robert Conrad. Yeah. He goes, I'm Robert Conrad. Go ahead. I dare you. I need this battery, this like ever ready battery yep. on his on his shoulder. Like, <laughs> go ahead, try to knock it off. And that was, you know, showing the attitude that the, not the chip on his shoulder, but the battery on his shoulder. And it was the same thing. And I don't know how we got into this conversation, but we started to talk about men or alpha males, and immediately the canine fangs came out from both Portuguese Princess Colleen and Wendy. Now, Sergeant Steve, you were there, you were witnessing it. Am I exaggerating the fangs coming out? Wait, we got to get the microphone here. Absolutely not. It was. They were, there were some major anger issues going. Now, they're laughing now. They're laughing now. Now, a weaker, lesser, a wussified beta would have taken his head, <laughs> stuck it in his tuchus, hunt, hunkered down underneath the bar and said, i got to get out of here. This is too scary for me. But this alpha stood right in the heat of battle like General Patton. I'm not going to lead from behind. I'm going right to the front where the action is. So Portuguese Princess Colleen, do you remember what you, how we got this conversation off? I'm not really sure how that started. It well, was more spirited, less spirited than more spirit inspired, if you understand. Yeah, what but I'm but basically, we started talking about something with men, and then of course, Portuguese princess got up, the fangs came out, the hair raised, you know, on her, and she said, "Let me tell you something. What do you want? Some woman that's just going to say yes, yes, yes to whatever you want?" And I looked and said, "Yeah, what's the problem?" <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, Wendy jumped in and said. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I'm sick of all these guys that are liars, that are cheats, that are this and that. You know, the alpha male, what are you going to do? Just like grab a woman by and pull her around by her hair? And I said, that's not what an alpha male is all about. Do you recall that? I do recall that. Yes. And so what what was your initial response? My initial response was most men choose when they have an alpha female. Right. Like myself. To control and tell you where you can go, who you can talk to, what you can do, which doesn't work well. And do you remember my reply? Um, A true alpha male would not do that. A true alpha male is secure enough to say, this is where we are going. This is what we are doing. 
you go do you can well, no, no, well, oh, you, you jumped ahead. Go ahead, you're right. You jumped ahead because oh, I I'm right. You said that many Ugh. times last night, and you're going to say that many more times today. Notice, <laughs> I say that one more time. I'm right, and that pains you to say. <laughs> And we'll get into why that pains you to say it. I feel like I'm Dr. Phil. You know, I'm here. I'm, I'm trying to attend the Alpha Pleasure Fest. And, I, I, you know, I got to pull an alligator out of my ass here trying to fix these two women because they were so angry about alpha males. What, what initially, what, what I said was is, because you said you wanted to, you know, you, you didn't want to be told what to do. And I said, listen, an alpha male is no problem saying, go out with your friends, have a good time. And when he wants to go to Vegas, he wants to go play golf, he wants to do something, the answer shouldn't be, well, you can't go with him. You didn't ask my permission. No, you go out, no problem. A confident alpha male doesn't care. Confident alpha male says, great, enjoy yourself. Pulls out a couple of C notes from his pocket and says, enjoy yourself, have a nice time. And, uh, and then the alpha male says, look, by the way, I'm going to this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to smoke cigars. You know, that's how it works. No problem. But you said, well, no, they want to control you. They want to tell you what to do. And they're all cheats. And you went on and on and on. Correct. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Correct again. Again. This is, I'm glad that this is now captured permanently on a digital recording device because correct, <laughs> I'm right. We're going to replay this over and over. It's going to be as, a familiar theme here, Lieutenants. Trust me on this. As soon as I get to. We, there's more leading up to that. But wait, as, as Bron Popeil would say, there's more. What, do I get a set of six Ginsu steak knives? You know, if, <laughs> if we continue this. But go ahead. No, you're right. Go ahead. So I was stating, we were discussing, we were discussing with Puff Muffin Lori that what was wrong with her first marriage, her second marriage, how it went wrong, and, and mine also. <laughs> but mine also. Oh, we won't talk. <laughs> Lori is wait, now, she's like, what are uh, you saying? <laughs> Did you just blow the whistle on something that we shouldn't have mentioned on the air here? I have a feeling you oh boy. Quite possibly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I noticed the neck motion. She's She's wait, wait, but listen. What, what's my nickname for Puff Muff and Lori? Elizabeth Taylor. Because I said like six more and that's the charm. <laughs> that was the conversation. I'm so sorry. That was the conversation. Next you'll be tweeting naked wife. pictures of her. Gee, um, whiz. All right, so, so we continue. were saying that uh, most no, men. Because it's very difficult to find a true alpha. I haven't met him yet. <laughs> Neither has Lori. <laughs> and a true alpha would not be intimidated by a strong female. And what did I say? No matter how strong a supposed alpha female, every strong alpha female wants a stronger alpha male that is the chairman of the board that runs the show that says, Friday, 7 o'clock, I'm picking you up. I'm going to take you to so-and-so steakhouse, be appropriately attired. And then at 10 o'clock afterwards, we're going to this club to see this performer or we're going to this nightclub or whatever. That's what they want. Or they want an alpha male that says, listen, Saturday, tomorrow morning, we're going away for the weekend to the Bahamas. So pack appropriately. I'm giving you 12 hours notice, and I'll pick you up tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. We're going to the airport. Be ready. Smile and be ready. And, and I said, correct. You are correct. You said, no, you look, no, the exact word you said is. You're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. There was a little sign there. You're right. I saw it. And, and then, then, and then you said. I said, I have not met such a person. I have met people that are insecure and controlling who pretend to be alpha. And I said, that's why they say you can't go here. You can't go there. But it goes female and male. And I've always been, hey, go do what you want. But, but oh, more. but we also said 
It depends on if the relationship is monogamous or not. No, no, no. That was you later. said that. No, no, that was later. No, but no, no, no. That was no, no, no. That was later. Did you not say that? Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> that's, that's 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 further in the conversation because that brings up another subject. Okay. But you also said you looked at Colleen, and Colleen was like <gasps> exasperated, and you said, "I hate to admit it, I but he's it. right." And I then said, "Why do you hate to admit it?" At which point you said, "Or should I remind you?" I, I, because you're a man. You said, you're right. It, I hate because, because he's right because and he's a man. man. And yeah. I said, really, we have man anger issues. <laughs> and why do you feel that because I'm a man? And what did you say? Um, uh, you don't remember. Let me refresh okay, your memory. Refresh my recollection. You said, well, because I don't like it when a man is right. Yes, I said that. Yes, it's amazing how you conveniently <laughs> forgot that, but I didn't. This alpha male remembered it. I'm sweating. Eggs, you're sweating, exactly. And you, But you started the conversation by saying, oh, I'm of alpha female. You've never met anybody like me. At which point I said, trust me, give me an hour, and we'll see where this thing goes. It took me 55 minutes. I was yes. five minutes ahead of schedule. <laughs> Boom, and I got it. And Portuguese Princess Colleen, you then said, you know, General, you're right. You're exactly right. Yep, mm, you're right. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Sir, yes, sir. That's right. And it's amazing. The fangs then retracted. The hair came down. The little Berlin Wall that was around both of you was knocked down. General, tear down this wall. And I, I did. And it was gone. It was done. Miraculous. So for those lieutenants that are listening out there, Listen to exactly what I'm saying. I don't care how strong an alpha female, how strong a woman is. You have to be alpha. You take charge. A alpha female, beta female, whatever. They want a man that is going to run the show. They don't want some wussified beta that says, what do you want to do tonight? Where do you want to go? Why don't you decide? You know what I found is that as strong as the alpha females are, they don't want to make the decisions. They want the alpha male. Now, that doesn't mean every decision, but I'm saying certain things they like when a man takes initiative and takes charge. Now, let me ask Cigar Aunt Trudy and Cigar Mother Piera. You know, just not. Am I right? Yes. Yes. May I interject? You may. How many women sitting here have actually met a true alpha? Well, you're looking at some right here. Except Mick. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did just, marry one. I'm just kidding, Mick. I'm, I really appreciate that. There you go. So we got one, Colonel Ange, Captain Paul. There you go, Lieutenant Gary. Right? Where's? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Aunt Trudy. I must qualify it because we're from a different generation. Well said. I don't think the young ladies sitting here today and listening to this would agree. I can't help it. That's where we came. We didn't work. We did not work. Our generation, we were fortunate enough not to, to work. And so, yes, you were the alpha. I love when... I dated when, and married when they nailed, made all the decisions. Where we went to dinner, what time they were going to pick me up when we were dating. I don't like, I don't like when I have to do that. That's what we want a man around for. And, and even today, that hasn't changed. Okay. Even though, because the biggest crock that we've heard from the feminist movement is that, you know, the man is the root of all evil. And they have taught now for 40 years that little boys, even for in grade school, that they should be more feminized, that they shouldn't act like boys. And so what happens, they go into adulthood and they don't know how to make decisions. But we came from a generation, look, I had my father, Dr. Z, and of course, uh, Daryl and Jay, and I had Uncle Eddie, and they were alphas and they ran the show, but that means they also took great care 
of of their uh, their wives and their well, partners, that's the, and was that's their it. way, right? And I always say, that. right? You look at Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. You know, those guys were true alphas in the sense that, hey, they were powerful guys. They liked to enjoy themselves, but they also knew how to treat people right, and they treated their their women very well. And there was never anybody that said that they didn't. Correct. Okay, so it's just a generation gap. I think I think you're of the same. Uh, I'm sorry, so go ahead. No, I just. I was going to say you're of the same generation as as my parents, and? because I'm uh, <laughs> almost about fifty years old. My my mother was a nurse anesthetist. My father was an electrician, and they both had very uh, nice careers. And uh, you know, dad was dad was dad, and that was the way that I was raised. Don't and you remember the television shows? About daddy was oh he came through that door and like oh yeah down to yeah. daddy yeah and that's but not there's nothing wrong with there's that. nothing wrong no like not at all no, and, and you know what we're going life. back to that because every female friend that I have tells me the same thing where can I meet an alpha male I am so tired of these milquetoast wussified betas that that walk around with their you know heads slumped over afraid to make a decision they say you know what like I told someone you know I I, I like this kind of restaurant. And I knew he, I didn't realize he didn't like that food. Instead of saying, listen, I don't like that kind of food. Let's go somewhere else. He was like, okay, and just sat there. And she said, I felt uncomfortable because of it. I can't believe he didn't speak up. And we need, this is what this show is all about, is empowering the alpha male. It's okay to be masculine. It's okay to be an alpha male. You shouldn't apologize for that. Because alpha males, really, I think, are the top of the male food chain in that we are the gentlemen of the gentlemen. Go ahead, Intruder. Just one more thing. Cousin Lori and Sister Lynn yes. have uh, addressed this with me, where today when they are dating and they go out, when a man doesn't open up the car door for her, when they don't walk on the right side by the curb that we used to, and they don't open up the restaurant door or the front door, mm. those days are long gone, and you men have to learn to do that. Well, I know. Well, well, so we got to well, well, hold that thought. Right, we yes. need to take a time out because yeah. I have a comment about that yes. as well. We will continue the spirited conversation on the state of the American male and how to deal with females as we continue. Special edition of the Cigar Dave Show. One week post Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water from the Gary O'Brien's Pub in a classified destination, Western New York Theater of Operations. The August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Rocky Patel Hamlet Tabacero. Hamlet Paredes blended this cigar with a San Andreas wrapper, filler from Nicaragua, and Brazilian and Mexican binders. This cigar is the closest a smoker can get to a fusion of Cuban craftsmanship and Nicaraguan ingenuity. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. 
for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Command and control. It's the General Cigar Dave. Ah, uh, Chico and the Gypsies. Listen to this for a second. This is this is great stuff. This will get you in the mood. And I'll tell you what. Portuguese Princess Colleen and Wendy, after they were all aggressive yesterday and they stood down, this would have relaxed them very nicely. <laughs> All right, we were continuing our spirited conversation about alpha males, the state of the alpha male, and we've got some dames that are here that uh, that are well versed and knowledgeable on the subject. And the biggest complaint they had, what what cigar mother? We, there's a microphone. What did you What did you want to say? Well, you got to come to the microphone. That's how it works. I said, ladies. Well, dames, dames. Now, wait a minute. Let me stop know, you right there. I know Frank Sinatra said. Ah, uh, wait a minute. But wait we a minute. Say ladies. Ah, uh, no, no. Wait a minute. Dames is a. I'm going to give you the correct definition of dames because I was at a speaking engagement about ten years ago, and I said, I talked to these women, and I said, mentioned dames, and one of them got very, very perturbed, and made a very big scene. When we come back, I will tell you about the the Merriam-Webster's de- uh, definition of dame because there's confusion. Many people don't realize what a dame really refers to. And she went on and on, and I had 
every other woman come up to me saying, you were right, you can call me a dame. That is a term of endearment. So when we come back, we'll get into talking about the term dame. Cigar Mother's trying to correct me. Oh, Cigar Mother, don't you know by now? Come on. <laughs> because in French, dame means lady. Okay, there you go, but I'll give you the definition when we continue. All right, we've got another half hour, lieutenants. Again, we're talking about dames. We're talking about alpha males. We've got it all going on. This is like like Dr. Phil, an episode of Dr. Phil here, only much more entertaining. We'll continue around the corner. You need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. As a wussified beta male, departing as a certified alpha male. Cigar Dave, mission accomplished. All right, before the timeout, Cigar Mother said we refer to be, prefer to be called ladies. Well, ladies is fine, and I said a little story that I was giving a speech about 10 years ago, and I referred to the women as dames, and everybody loved it except one woman got very perturbed. In fact... <laughs> The, it was a, a uh, nonprofit group that I spoke to. She actually went to the board to complain. And I got a call from the president of the board that asked what I said. And there were people from there, and I said, I called, her a, I called women a dame. And I said, do you know what the definition is? And he said, not really. So let me tell you what the definition is. In the U.K., it is the title given to a woman equivalent to the rank of knight. Mm-hmm. So okay. it is a term of certainly 
of uh, of honor. But, yeah, it's like a damsel in distress that comes back. Well, that's a damsel, but right. But, but dame is the, the and an, here's the, the other definite: a classy, beautiful woman that type one can only dream of going out with. Hello, hello, Dolly. <laughs> so, what that says is that. This and I, when I explained to the the person, and I said, you know what's amazing is every other woman in the and she was an older woman. She was probably I want to say older woman, but I mean she was probably in her I would say late fifties. She wasn't old. She was in her late fifties, but she looked like a textbook picture from the National Association of Ugly Women that couldn't get a man if their life depended on it. She had more facial hair than I do. She had a goatee. I mean, if I would have lifted that shirt up, you would have had hair under the pits. I'm sure she had more leg hair than I did. It was not a pretty sight. But every other woman came up to me and said, I love it when you call me a dame. And then there was a woman that was there that must have been probably pushing 90, and she looked at me and she said, you, sir, can call me a dame any time you want. That is class. And I said, well, thank you so much. So when I refer to dames and when Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin dames, that is a term of, of endearment because to me, someone that doesn't have class, someone that doesn't have refinement, polish, that has a sophisticated, they're not a dame. They're abroad. There's a difference. Yes. Go ahead. Now, Andrew, if you want to talk, you got to use the microphone. The connotation has changed. No, it's not changed. Most people don't have your definition for a day. Well, screw them. You know why? Because because <laughs> the fact is, is that they so don't there. They don't know any. It is this political correctness nonsense that because they have never looked at it. Most of them have never seen a dictionary, let alone read the definition in a dictionary. Cigar mother. Yes, that's true. As I said, in French, dame is very nice. That's it's right. a lady. That's right. So it's anonymous. It's not a derogatory it's term. It's anonymous. Right. It's, it's, there's no derogatory term whatsoever. And, in fact, I've never once, with that exception, had someone that I've called a dame uh, say to me, you know, I'm offended. In fact, they all look and say, nobody's ever called that to me before. And I said, well, that's reserved for women that have sophistication, class, and... Uh, Poison and, and, and evidence. And, right. Yeah, and yeah. so, to me, that's an honor. Now... Uh, uh, Colonel Ange, uh, uh, Colonel Ange, you wanted. We were talking about alphas, and Aunt Trudy brought up the fact that it's it's today's generation. Women have to get used to men not opening doors, and I say no. That's not true at all. That is incorrect. That sh- they should not have to settle for that. Colonel Ange, you have Private G, who's now what, twelve? Uh, thirteen. He's thirteen. He just has bar mitzvah. Mazel tov. I forgot about that. Thank you, Mazel tov. There you go. Sure all right. So let's. You are raising him to be an alpha. And, General, I think that the – yes, I am. Thank you, General. And that's, that's the whole thing about it. The blame comes back to, General, as you said, the beta male that's the father that doesn't take the time to teach a child the respect that a woman deserves. His mother, his aunts. I, it, you teach sisters. Yes, thank you, Aunt Trudy. Cousins. As we have been sitting here today, we've been here for about, I don't know, several hours, and Giovanni, who's much older than uh, Lieutenant Gary and uh, Gina's uh, daughters are, has been entertaining the girls. He still is. Now, what's he doing out there, General? He's taking direction. He's telling them, let's do this and let's do that. He's not... He's not being derogatory. He's not pushing them around. He's entertaining them. They appreciate the fact that they're having... Well, we need a microphone here. If you're going to, one little thing. If anybody wants to talk, we've got a limited number of microphones. You have to have a microphone. That is Cigar Dave's the rule. That is the rule today here. In addition to my new standard operating procedure for barbecue <laughs> maneuvers. Okay? Welcome on. So it doesn't work without a microphone. And All that's right. on the record. So, yeah, for what it's worth, that's what we're teaching Giovanni as a young man. Please show respect. Please be polite. Right. Take charge. 
but understand their needs and their wants and do what you can to help them, but let them know that you are right now in charge of the situation. And so far, he's been uh, handling the well, handling the girls. He's been he's been playing with the girls for hours, and they're having a good time. Yeah. I thought, Gina. They're fo yeah, they're following him around, um, and they are looking to him to mm -hmm. kind of maintain the peace between the two of them. Because two girls in one room isn't a good thing either. <laughs> well, uh, excuse me. There you go. <laughs> You're right, Gina. Wait, wait. Two women in one room, no. But five women, that is a blast. That's Trust a me. Harold. Well, and, and to my point, General. No. And General, and to my point, again, it goes back. If you're a beta male and you are not taking your son, your young man, and you're not teaching them respect towards women, that you are also you are, you are violating the alpha male Directive. And the problem is, many fathers today are products of the feminist movement. They are wussified betas themselves. And you see it. If I see a man who's just a new father, and he's carrying around his kid in one of those little, like, <laughs> things in the front of him, like, oh, you know, geez. like they in the animal kingdom. Have you ever seen those? It looks yes. like a reverse he's knapsack. When he got the kid, I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Seriously. <laughs> that is absolutely wrong. But what we have raised now, what happens? Beta boys become beta men. Uh, beta adults, not men. Beta adults. Beta adults have kids. Their kids become second-generation betas. And it goes on and on and on. This is what the feminist movement has wanted. But what we do on this show is we say that is not what we are about. We are about being an alpha male. And I'll tell you, we had a lot of women at the Pleasure Fest last week, and they all loved the alpha male lifestyle, and they like alpha males. We had it over and over. Now, you, there's something else you wanted to say, well, Mrs. Herman. actually, this ties in perfectly to what you're saying. And as a mother of two young children, there are no more powerful words in my discipline, my disciplinarian dictionary or whatever than wait until your father comes home. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's huge, too. I mean, I know growing up, you know, we used to push mom around here and there. We loved mom. She took great care of us. But man, oh, man, you didn't dare cross dad. Yep, yep. There used to be a cartoon on TV from here, wait until your father gets oh, yes. home. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, how yeah, many households in America and the U.K. The Boyle would family. Look it up. Okay. How many households in the USA and the U.K. would that apply to today? Well, well that's you know, right. General, real quick, you know, your Aunt Trudy just said something to me. She said, parenting, and it's really sure. all about parenting. Absolutely. I'll tell you, the only time my father ever touched me, and it was with his knee, and that was when I didn't know he was home, and I, was, I wasn't really nice to my mother, the things I was saying yep. to her. Oh, and when I looked and saw my father standing there, I couldn't get to the bottom of my <laughs> stairs quick enough. He caught yes. me at the bottom of the yes. stairs and landed on the landing. That, that, that is an there alpha There was male. no disrespect for my mother. Yeah. And, uh, and no. all the other women in the neighborhood, neighbors, we were calling them aunts and right. we were calling them uncles. That's mm -hmm. how we were taught to respect the adults. Absolutely. That was respect. You did not disrespect your mother. And that is a true alpha male husband. Yes. Is someone who commands respect for not only himself, but even more so his wife. Well, and Aunt Trudy, Cigar and Trudy brought up an interesting point. She said, you know, and, and that my sister and, and Lori, my cousin, say the same thing, that men don't open the door, men don't do this. Well, it's interesting because a number of years ago, I remember I took this woman, I met her at a party, and so I said, great, you know what, I'll, uh, we'll go out for dinner. So I, I told her I'd pick her up, and I did. It was on time, picked her up, and we went to the restaurant. I went to go open the door, and she grabbed it and looked at me and said, I can get that. And I said, well, I'm sure you can, but I'm getting it for you. That's what I do. 
And she said, well, what do you think? I'm some feeble little person that can't do it, like the chip. Nah. Kind of like what I saw yesterday with Portuguese Princess and Wendy. <laughs> so needless to say, I looked and I said, I, don't, I know you're able, but that's how I do it. So I went to go pull her chair. Same bull. Same nonsense. And I got to tell you something. By Before we even ordered appetizers after the first drink, she was just, I mean, when I talk about angry, totally different person from the person that I met at this party. So she started giving, and I went to go order a drink. She said, you know, who the hell do you think you are? I can order this and that. I said, tell you what. I took out 20 bucks out of my pocket. True story. First and only time I've ever done this. Took out 20 bucks. I said, you know what? Here's 20 bucks. Call a cab. Go home. Goodbye. The and I walked activist. out. And I paid the bill. Malio's Restaurant. Never forget it. Malio's. Great, great <laughs> place in the cigar city of Tampa. No longer there where the location was for many years. And she looked and said, you're going to leave me here? I said, no. I put down $20. Even though I know you can afford to pay for your own cab, I just did. And I walked out. Next day, I get a call from her. Calling me. And, I mean, the, the fact that I did that. I'm telling you, it got her excited. She couldn't, wanted to go out again, and I looked and I said, not interested, period. (laughs) And she said, well, I don't understand, you know, I said, you know what, you got this attitude. I don't really care what you do. I don't care the fact that you can open your own door. That's how I operate. That's how I roll. If you can't handle that, then you are not right for me. Goodbye and good luck. That was the end of that tune. Call her a cab for a one-way ticket home, and she did. So, I don't know, actually, a friend of mine saw her on a street corner going, sailor, 10 bucks. <laughs> See, I'm a father to a I'm a father. It's, I'm a father it's to all a girl. about chivalry. That's right. And that's what women yes, appreciate. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Because I've chivalry. got a little daughter. Well, she's not so little anymore. She's married now. And I've got a granddaughter, my little granddaughter, Kylene. I don't want chivalry to die. In fact, I want it to be rediscovered by some of the young men. And uh, oh, even how to spell that word. That's well, exactly that's right. Very Many possible, they don't. Yes, they do yeah, not. And that isn't a problem. It is isn't of itself. But again, this goes back to the feminist movement, forty years plus forty years ago, where what did they say? The men were the root of all evil. Men were keeping women down. And and for women today who say, you know, I've had a career, and you know what, I think I'd rather get married, take my kids to carpool. That is the that is the most uh, retaliatory thing you can say to a feminist is that you know what I'm not buying your act anymore. I don't want. I have plenty of friends that are very powerful female friends that are successful, and they when they've all told me the same thing. You know what I'm tired of doing the corporate thing. I like the fact that I have to take my kids to school and carpool. But to feminists, they have sold out. They have, and Cigar and Trudy, easy. Wait a minute. Hold on. We see you. Don't worry about it. Hang on. And by the way, I should say, this is the same conversation that happens like last night when I got home with Cigar Mother, Cigar Sister, Cigar Aunt Trudy. Same thing going on for hours and hours talking about this. But go ahead. I just want to say what I want a little levity. I remember as a younger woman, if I walked down the street, I got whistled at, and I was flattered. That was okay That's with right. me. That was our yeah. day. We thought, well, I guess we do look good, right? That was how we were. Today, oh, my God, feminists, how dare you say such a thing? Well, even today you look great, if you don't mind my saying so. I mean. And, and here's, here's my thing. I don't blame the feminist movement one iota. I don't think they had anything to do with it. I think it had to do with men becoming beta males. But because, I'll tell you why. Because in schools today, now let's think about this. We yeah. talk, you know, we always hear Hillary Clinton and Manson, the glass ceiling is shattered. 60% of college graduates now are yes. women. Almost 65, 70% of secondary education, of, of master's degrees, post, post uh, undergrad degrees, are women. 
nobody's holding anybody down. But what they have done for the last 40 years, and there's been proof, they've, they've had hidden cameras in classrooms, that teachers now are favoring the girls instead of the boys. And how many times have we seen on TV shows? Look at Everybody Loves Raymond. Raymond comes walking in, hello, Deborah, his wife, looks like a dumb schlub that couldn't balance his own checkbook and couldn't know the difference between right or left. We see it over and over that the woman is the one that takes the checkbook. That's the responsible one, and it's the man that's kind of the goofball. And I'll tell you what, I have plenty of friends of mine, and I say to him, I said, okay, so let me ask you, who writes the checks? Who, runs the, uh, who handles all the finances? They go, oh, my wife handles all that. And I said, you are derelict in your duties as an alpha male. Because to me, when they do that, they're abrogating their responsibilities, and they don't have any clue as to what's going on. And again, it goes to that stereotype, well, that the men aren't the responsible ones. And the fact is, we have many of those. I see a lot of them, and I have no respect for them. And frankly, to a degree, I'm almost glad there's a certain number of betas, because when I, I realize how exceptional we as alpha males are, it's just less competition for us. It's that much easier. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and, and if you're out in, if you're out on the uh, plane and the lions are going, you're absolutely right. You got a better shot as an alpha lion. But to, again, to my point is, I still don't blame any part of the feminist movement. I blame the guys that just let that happen to them, and the fathers, not like your father, not like Doctor Z, not like my father or Paul's father, people that I've known, that let their boys be influenced by that and let it go. You can't let it go. You know what it's like to be a parent? You have to be vigilant. You have to be there every minute. You have to pay attention every time. If you have to get on your knees and look that kid in the eye when that kid's talking to you about something that you think is completely silly, you do it. Make sure that son has your respect, and then you can teach that kid respect. And no teacher in the world is going to change that kid's mind if his father tells him what's right and what's wrong. Thanks, Dad. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're going to go to the dames. We're going to go to the dames because we want to see what they want. Now, I already know what they want because, again, I'm an alpha male. I'm America's alpha male. Actually, not only have I been uh, uh, awarded the title Global General, but now I probably am the global alpha male. It's not big. America isn't big enough for my alphaness. So it's now the global alpha male. But when we come back. We're going to talk to we're going to talk to Cagney and Lacey, as we refer to Wendy and Puff Muff and Lori. And we're going to find out and Portuguese princess Colleen, because this all began with a spirited discussion last night. We'll conclude final and concluding segment of this very unique edition. Of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next from the Gary O'Brien's Pub, classified location in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. This is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks. Cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel 
freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White Series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. All right, lieutenants, as we wrap it up, final concluding segment from the Gary O'Brien's Pub, Western New York Theater of Operations. Special thanks to Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harriman Bongina, for your outstanding hospitality. We thank you. Now, before we get finishing this discussion, going back to where it all began with the two ladies, Portuguese Princess Colleen and Wendy, we have both of Gary and Gina's dogs here. We've got Bruno, a male Doberman Pinscher, and Savannah, a female Doberman Pinscher. Now, very interesting. Savannah was the alpha, and Bruno was kind of the beta. And no matter what you did, Mrs. Harem of One, you could not break that out of it. Now, why don't we refresh everybody exactly who it was that got Bruno to be the alpha in one hour? Yes, General, that would have been you. And uh, you came over here, and he was, you know, cowering beneath you when you first came because you're the ultimate alpha. Um, and you, you got them. Yesterday, we brought home a tray of Salem's hot dogs for these dogs. And I'll tell you something. Bruno finally stood up to himself, uh, to, stood up for himself and would not let her eat the hot dogs there that were given go. to him. Normally, she would have taken them. By the way, one question. Was Savannah's, is that her real name or her stage name? <laughs> <laughs> now on the main stage, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Savannah. Or was it Mercedes before? Or, or, or Lexus or Porsche. <laughs> and speaking of Bruno, here is Bruno wants to be right where all the alphaness is. I can't blame him. All right, let's go back to Portuguese Princess Colleen and Wendy, the Cagney part of Cagney and Lacey. So we go back to last night where we got in this discussion about alphas, and you said you can't make meat alphas. So what is it? You're already married, Portuguese princess. But, Wendy, what is it about? So you tell me. Now, we also had a therapy session last night, I should say. I did put my Dr. Phil hat on, and we resolved a lot of things. But tell me again what it is you told me last night, what it is that women, even alpha women, are all looking for. Respect. That's not it. That wasn't, there, was more, there was more than that. You, you had a whole list of things. Um, you said you like a man that takes charge. Oh yeah. You, and, then we, and, and then you said, well, you got into the monogamous issue. We got into the, you know, that men, you know, cheat this and that. And I brought up the point. I said, well, it depends. So do women. 
Well, that's right. But I said it depends whether or not you're monogamous or not. Yes. Now, I said if you're just casually dating somebody and it's not anything serious and you haven't established that, well, then the world is a man's oyster. However, yeah, it's a different woman's. story. Right. That's a different story. So, but Portuguese Princess Colleen, you obviously, before you met Voice Talent Ed, you obviously had experience with wussified betas or men that weren't up to the standard. Yes? This is true. Okay. So tell us that. Just that. They... What was it about them? What were, what were the problems? What were the issues? Just like you said, they just don't have it, you know? Insecurity. Yeah, they're insecure in they themselves. They don't have that certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> exactly. They're very yes. insecure in themselves, which makes them the betas that they are. Which reflects it. Though, then they push it towards yeah, you. They try to, yeah, to make you to be... To overcompensate yes. by making you belittled. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, cigar, hard to believe. Cigar and Trudy wants to interject. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> I, I, a thought occurred. Uh, some women just demand respect. It's just the way their appearance, uh, their demeanor. And men can read that. Mm -hmm. They know that they, they just can't come on and act like that. They, well, might, it's, add, it's they class. might treat them more like a dam. Right, right, but it's, it's, cla it's a certain They're element of class, class that you can tell by how they and carry themselves, just like a man, uh, how they dress, how they carry themselves, their attitude. Exactly. Exactly, and I hear that all the time from women that say they know in the first 10, 15 seconds because they can see whether or not a, a man is decisive, has the confidence, how they carry themselves. That's the first thing, first 15 seconds. Ladies, would you not agree? Correct. First 15 seconds. I mean, that's, that's why they'll treat you the way I think your demeanor is very important, and a woman can just put a stop to any kind of derogatory remarks, and they do treat you with class. I know that my cohort, your mother, Pierre, and I have always had that. Our husbands always treated us well, and everyone that we ever met, because they had us on a pedestal. Let's put, that's Th another thing. That's exactly We right. didn't discuss, but that's, that's right. true. Well, lieutenants, hope you enjoyed this edition of the Therapist Dave Show. <laughs> now, we've got to wrap it up, but I want to thank Colonel Mick the Brit from the European Theater of Operations. You're very welcome. Voice Talent Ed. Love you, Buffalo. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Wendy, also known as Cagney, Lacey, <laughs> Puff Buff, Puff Buff and Lori, Portuguese Princess Colleen, Lieutenant Gary, Sergeant Steve, uh, Butcher Dave, who else do I have here? Oh, Mrs. Harem of One, Gina, Hiding, and everyone else that attended. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delicatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again.